quick scouts phoned about the humidor. And pick your milk for breakfast cereal, Mount Rushmore. They'll be there for you. There's a non-zero chance. Wild card over, division series over, it is LCS time, yes, good baseball coming up. Welcome everybody to Fantasy Baseball today. You know how we do it, we're not really going to talk about much real baseball, not a lot of IRL baseball, but Fantasy Baseball, we're all about it. Scott White has a top 24, a first two rounds for 2019. (laughs) Already outdated. Already outdated. All right. Gonna have to make a couple changes. In fact, probably will. Not long after the podcast ends. But we let's let's it talk it through. Yeah, all right, good. Let's we'll talk it through. Pick it apart one by one. And Chris Towers has nothing to bring to the table. Absolutely nothing. Fair. Fair. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to argue. Look, like, I, I am I, I'm an empirical-based guy. Uh-huh. I, I only argue in evidence. And frankly, the evidence backs it up. There you go. All right, let's start with news and notes, then we'll get into the top 24, then we'll read some emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. We'd also like to mention that, um, you know, we have the Friends theme song for this podcast on some episodes. Uh, Friends is always on, never ever a time in America where Friends is not on a channel somewhere. And I just watched the finale, and I'm a little emotional. They really, they really were friends, weren't they? They were. They really were best friends, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And I, then mm-hmm. I watched the pilot, and it just sets up for ten years in advance. The first episode and the last. It's just like sunrise, sunset is pretty much like what I have to say. You know, How I Met Your Mother kind of did that. Oh, really? Well, in a malicious, disgusting way. Oh, wow! Now I have to yeah. see it. No, Ooh. it was one of the worst. One of the worst series finales of all time. Really? How about the you? um. The only character on Friends that I believe is actually real is Marcel. And um, I think the whole show is actually a figment of Marcel's imagination. That is my my take on Friends. Uh, It's the only way it makes sense, actually. He's probably dead now. It's the only way Monica and Joey, or uh, Rachel and Joey getting together later in the series makes any sense. That was terrible. uh, I know. That was really criminal. All right. Carlos Correa is still <laughs> playing through we start talking 90210 now? a painful back injury. Carlos Correa. He has hit, um, since coming off the DL, 37 games off the DL uh, late in the season, 180 with two home runs in 37 games and a 517 OPS. But he only had an 832 OPS before that. Scott, did Carlos Correa make your first two rounds? Oh, no. He didn't. And, and part of, for a couple reasons. I mean, I, I think it's fair to assume his back is bothering him. He's basically said as much. Had some interesting comments recently that I'll try to pull up as I'm, uh, talking okay. about him. But, um, that shortstop has so many high-end players now that it doesn't really serve you to give him that much of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, enough that he's still, I think, seventh in my rankings going into next year. Uh, but you know, he's getting pushed aside clearly for like Francisco Lindor now. 
Um, Bregman. Trey Turner, obviously. Bregman. Yeah. Manny Machado's only going to be shortstop eligible next year, at least at the start. Uh, so yeah, this is what Correa said. I know every time I swing and miss, it's going to hurt. So I try not to swing and miss, and then I try to baby my swing, and I don't swing as hard as I usually do or as quick as I usually do. So it's definitely been tough. Sounds like he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. You know what's going to be awesome is drafting Carlos Correa in like the fourth round and getting second round value for him next year. It's a good chance. It's a good chance that'll happen. Yep. Yeah, I'm giving him a complete free pass. You don't hear players when they're still playing. Like if one thing of the season's over, but still playing, you don't often hear them go into such detail about how much pain they're in. So uh he's obviously playing through it and struggling badly. He did hit a home run in the ALDS. I think that was his only hit. Um Jose Ramirez, meanwhile, I don't think there's an injury excuse. He went 0 for 11 in the ALDS. He finished the year as the number one hitter in points, number four in Roto. And that was with a 165 batting average. In his last 36 games with two home runs. It's basically the same. So Correa, 37 games, last seven, 37 games of the year, hit 180 with two home runs. Jose Ramirez, last 38 games, hit 165 with two home runs. He had a 273 slugging percentage. It was terrible. And, um, does that, does that impact, Chris, do you, does that, uh, impact your ranking or your thought of Jose Ramirez into next season? Not even a little bit. No. Like he, he struck out a little bit more than you would expect in that span, but like we have basically from like the start of July 2017 to what's that? The start of September, basically maybe mid August of him as the best hitter in fantasy. Um, you're not going to have to draft him as the best hitter in fantasy, you know? well, like, if you want to draft him, you are going to have to draft him as the best hitter. Because if you don't take him one, you ain't getting him well, at 24. No. Okay. No, but I'm he, saying like he's third. Yeah, like he's going to go third or fourth or fifth in the vast majority of leagues. Maybe second sometimes. But he's really, really good. If he takes a step back from his 2017, and I would expect that. Like he had <laughs> – I think anytime someone who isn't Trout is the number one hitter in fantasy – your baseline expectation should be that they take a step back. It's not because he's going to be a worse player. It's just because a bunch of things came together in the right way, and that's probably not going to happen anymore. But he's still – there's no reason to think he won't be an elite hitter. Like, he didn't strike out that much during this stretch. He was about a 95 strikeout pace. He walked a ton. He walked more than he struck out in this stretch. Uh Is he going to hit 39 home runs again? No. He doesn't have to, though. If he's a 30-30 guy, that's mm. still fine. I mean, you know, I, 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 I think there's reasons to believe he won't steal 34 bases again. Yeah. I think there's reasons to believe he won't hit 39 home runs again. If he takes all those steps back, you're still looking at a really, really good hitter who probably goes back to hitting 300 because he only hit 272 this year. Yeah, with like a 250 Babbitt. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, sorry for asking. Nick Senzel, Reds infield prospect. <laughs> Is going to have elbow surgery to remove bone spurs. He'll be out for a bit, but should be fine for spring training. And the Nationals acquired Kyle Bearclaw from the Marlins for international Trades? signing bonus money. We're going for Trades it. Aids are happening. All right, can I ask you a question? We're going. <laughs> yes. With, what's better? Rugnet Odor and his brother Rugnet Odor, Texas Rangers uh, organizational players? Or... 
soon to be Marlins, Victor Mesa Jr. and Victor Victor Mesa. <laughs> What's her Vector Victor? Exactly. And do you Victor, know the, Victor. The, the name of their father is obviously Victor Mesa. Mm. Oh, they're brothers? Yeah. Yeah, they're I the Mesa brothers. I didn't know that. Victor Victor Mesa is clearly Ensign oh, Pavel Chekhov's favorite player. Well, he, if I can throw a Star Trek joke in there. He's twice as good as Victor Mesa Jr. Mm. Yeah. At least. I have no idea what we're talking about right now. Is uh, the, the the Cuban pre- the Marlins are going no, I, all in I, I on that. they have the second most uh international bonus pool money and they've made a, a handful of trades because they're going after the the famed Mesa brothers. Oh, they're going after both of them. Yes. They're they're a package deal, my friend. Um you know who is not? Uh well actually <laughs> no, I think Sean Doolittle has a team option for next year. I was gonna say, Bearclaw's a good pitcher. Like, I know it, it went south for him, but yeah, he, he might be salvageable. This might be a sneaky little trade by the Nationals. Yeah, he's yeah. just—he's not the kind of pitcher you want closing. Okay, yeah, just, I mean, like constitutionally, you don't want. Months. Yeah, but he's good. Do- like if he becomes the closer, I think he can be fine in that role. It just—I would guess the Nationals. Don't want to invest that much in an acid. Leave that bear claw in the trash. It looks good still, but it's stale. Not in the trash. That's mean. No, well, that's what you do. I worked at the someone, donut shop. Someone they worked hard the trash on it. At the end of the day. They all go in the trash. That's wasteful. Did you it know is. that Duncan is dropping Duncan Donuts from its name? Just becoming Duncan? Yes. I've it? never had a bear claw. I've never had a bear claw either. I don't even know. Is it like an elephant ear? Is it like a layered pastry? That's the donut shop guy. Yeah, uh, come on, Donut, come on, Donut Boy. Serve, we didn't serve bear claws at, uh, at my particular donut shop. However, I believe it has like almonds. Uh, a bear claw is a sweet yeast raised pastry, similar to a Danish. Okay. Is usually filled with almond paste and sometimes raisins and often shaped in a semicircle with slices along the okay. curved edge. This, this one I'm looking at does have layers. Um, <laughs> they haven't made bear claws on the Great British Baking Show, so that's why I don't know. What it is. Mm. Crumbries. Uh, like, you know <laughs> who should... No, sir. I'm gonna... Oh, my you know pain. who should go on the great British baking show? It's Mark Kane. That's me. Okay. I'm Mark Kane. This is a fantastic start to the podcast. I can't believe today's <laughs> podcast. Uh, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com is our email address. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Got a couple sponsors today. First one is Lightstream. Great website. Go to lightstream.com slash strike right now and check it out. This is a way to get an even bigger discount off of what you usually get, which is, which is discounted on Lightstream. Lightstream is going to save you money. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash strike. But you go there right now and just check out the website. Really easy to use. You can see, um, it says, what do you want to fund? And, it t- and you get all these different options and, uh, of things that Lightstream can help you out with. But the main thing here is credit card consolidation because if you're not using lightstream you could be paying extremely high interest rates like over 18 percent but lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.89 percent apr with auto pay you can get a loan on lightstream from five thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars and you can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply so lightstream really stands out in that regard you can get the money you can get it fast and it's it's set up for people with good credit. If you have good credit, but you've got some credit card debt, lightstream.com slash strike is where you want to go to lower that debt. Could be about 18% or more, down to 5.89%. 
and we've got that special discount on top of their already low rates. The only way to get the discount is go to lightstream.com slash strike. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M, lightstream.com slash strike. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a .50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. And visit lightstream.com slash strike for more information. Scott's top 24. Chris, let's be ruthless here. Oh. <laughs> hey, Scott. Yeah. Stink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you tell him, Chris. Gross. Throw Woo! that bear claw in the trash. All right, Mike Trout's number one. Mookie Betts, wow. number two. Jose Ramirez, number three. Well, Betts has been better than Trout two of the last three years, Scott. Moron. <laughs> well, it's the same thing we say about Trout every year, and it proves true every year. He may not always be number one. There's sometimes been Altuve in there, sometimes Betts, sometimes Harper. I think maybe even Goldschmidt one year. Trout may not always be number one, but he's always in the discussion, in the mix, right there at number one in terms of scoring. Yeah. And why mess up a good thing? And yep. this is, I think, the, the the way to look at it. If, I don't know, Francisco Lindor has everything come together in the right way, he can probably eke out a narrow victory over Mike Trout and the best fantasy player sweepstakes. But you can't bet on the right, the everything coming together. Like, it, I will say it has happened for Mookie Betts two of the last three years. Yeah, and it doesn't see that. Look, I'm taking Trout number one. We're all taking Trout Look, I, I number think, one. I think Wookie Betts but, is the closest thing to Yeah, Trout that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, it wouldn't, I think Betts will steal more bases than him. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Betts be better than Trout. That's the only one that I think you took him over Trout. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Cause he, I think but, he's amazing. I, I don't think it, there's anything fluky uh, about it. He's amazing. It seems pointless. It, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, Ramirez three, Francisco Lindor four. And, uh, so Scott. I'm That's just, the first questionable one, I think. I, I think we could have an argument over who deserves to be fourth. Yeah, so uh, my I'm question, going... question for you first. Uh, mm-hmm. is this for points leagues? Did you consider stolen bases at all? Oh yeah, I considered stolen bases. It's, it's not really for anything in particular because it's not really a list anybody's meant to draft off yet. It's just kind of a rough idea. Okay. Uh, so I considered elements of both formats. But stolen bases was definitely a consideration, and and that's one of the big reasons. I mean, Lindor's coming off a 38 homer, 25 steal season as a shortstop, and you know, obviously there are a lot of good shortstops in the early rounds, like I'm saying, but it's still nice to be among the people who takes one of those shortstops, so that you don't have to settle for clearly lower tier stuff later. Um, yeah, I think he's great. I think this is two years in a row now with 30 homers. And, uh, you know, this is probably the downside in terms of batting average. Yeah. And you think he's at least going to get 15 steals. He's done that basically every year. This is the, if we're, if we're looking for who could have the 2018 Mookie Betts season, or I guess the Mike Trout season, uh, Francisco Lindor would be my pick. Like I, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't take him number one, but if he has a 315 Babbitt next year, he's going to be, Maybe the number one player in fantasy because he plays in an incredible lineup at the top of a great lineup. He's going to hit, you know, 
I think at this point you probably assume he's going to hit 30 to 35 home runs, if not more. He's incredible. He's so good. Yeah. I uh, I think I'd go Altuve, and I think you've got Altuve like eighth. Yep. I have seen Altuve fall to the end of the first round or early second round in some of these early mock drafts. I don't get People it. People are spooked. Why? He's not running. Well, he didn't run. Yeah. He, run, he ran. He didn't run at the beginning, and then he started running, and then we were like, yeah. oh, he's fine. He's running. And he didn't hit for power. The, the, the running is what I'm most concerned about because that, as I've said many times, is a decision-based stat. But I can't, I can't give Lindor more steals than Altuve. Like I Lind- think you, yeah, that's. I mean, right. Altuve stole three bases the entire second half, so I don't think he he stole 11 in May and June, and yeah. he stole five the rest of the way. So it's, I don't think he's out of the woods in terms of that. Like he's still the safest bet for batting average. Yeah, and I suspect he probably crazy. bounces back to, with 20 home runs. But if he's only a 12 to 15 steal guy instead of a 30 to 35 steal guy, uh, I think he's probably not even first round material. So I'm giving him some benefit of the doubt, I think, by ranking him eighth. Oh, what, what also helps his cause is that second base, I think, is clearly the weakest position yeah. going into next year. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Catch, oh, well, catcher, okay, catcher okay. sorry. Catchers I I don't players. even consider catcher a position. <laughs> They're not players, I, I shouldn't. I, I should at least clarify when I say something <laughs> like that. Yes, catcher is far and away the worst. All right, and so then second uh, is the second worst. Trout, Betts, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Nolan Arenado five, Manny Machado six, JD Martinez seven. And then we get a pitcher, but Arenado, Machado, JD Martinez, Chris react. And Arenado's another one that in a lot of these early mock drafts you're seeing, um, he's falling too. You know, end of, end of first round, maybe early second. I mean, I get it. He's not, he's not sexy anymore. He doesn't seem like he has much upside, but even in a relative down season, he was a stud. Uh, there's not really any like diminishing skill set there. Yeah, uh, almost om- 300, led the NL in home yeah. runs, 100 and 100 again. Almost yeah. certainly not going to be in a park that's not Coors Field for half of his games. So there's nothing to dislike about Arenado. There's also, no, like, he can't be the number one player probably. Oh, well. Well, like the, the, the one thing that people should know is that he was playing hurt the last 41 games. I mean, he was definitely playing hurt. He had an 809 OPS. He hit eight home runs in 41 games. Batted 261. He still managed to give you some good power. He had a 230 ISO in that uh, 41 game stretch, but he was not himself, and that makes his final line look a lot worse. Um, and then Scott, you have Machado, who had had another great year. He's uh, consistently right around 35 home runs. He stole 14 bases. You never know what you're going to get there with Machado with the steals. But uh, 297 batting average. Going to really take advantage of Yankee Stadium next year. So, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Machado. Because nice. I, I do think one of the things that was not really worth diving that deep on when he got traded was that his numbers were a lot better at Camden Yards and his numbers were worse with the Dodgers. So I do think there may be some, there's reason to be concerned with what Parky winds up at. Now I think he's a first rounder either way, but it might be the difference of whether he goes sixth overall like I have him or whether he goes more like 11th. 
Yeah. So Machado with the Dodgers, he had an 825 OPS. He batted 273 with 13 home runs in 66 games. 825 OPS um, with, let's say, 15 steals about his pace. That is not a first-round player, probably. Uh, maybe, yeah. Like I if he no. was his Dodger self over a full yeah. season, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a realistic scenario. Um, his I don't think home road splits for his career are relatively extreme. Are they? For a non-course player. It's like a hundred point split. Uh, that doesn't, that does not mean nothing to me. I mean, I think he's a great player, but why is Machado basically in Scott in your rankings like around earlier than he was last year, you know? Well, he had a better year. Right, but he, um, he's capable, I mean. And he's shortstop eligible. Oh, I guess he wasn't. We knew he would be, but he wasn't when we drafted him. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was, 2017 was the worst of his last four seasons by far. So, I think that was the main reason. But I didn't feel totally comfortable with it. It's just somebody had to be pushed to the second round, so it made more sense to be the guy who didn't perform like a first rounder the year before. Here's a big question. Are the Yankees going to let him run? No. Probably not. <laughs> I was just assuming he's going to the Yankees. Well, no, but, but like that, that Very was possible. a, that was a, uh, a jocular way to ask the, the relevant question, which is where he plays next year is going to matter. Um, you know, if he's yeah, a 15, if he's a 15 steel guy, then he's probably a first rounder or very close. If he's a zero steel guy like he was in 2016, the margin gets a lot thinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think he's going to hit around 300, probably with at least 35 home runs. And if he goes to a loaded lineup like the Yankees, I mean, in a favorable park, might be more like 40, probably 100 and 100. I don't, I don't think steals are make or break for him. All right, so Machado, I mean, you know where the power is. The batting average, though, is what fluctuates. 286, 294, then 259. I guess it really doesn't fluctuate. Just had one bad batting yeah. average year yeah. and back to 297 he, last year. He is a low strikeout hitter. So he, I mean, he hits for average when, yeah. you know, something was off for him the first half of 2017. Yeah. But he's fine now. You look at Betts and you look at Machado, 2017, they had low batting averages and did a lot of other things right. Is there a guy that that is this year's Betts slash Machado that will bounce back to elite production? Because hmm. I because maybe maybe Rizzo, but he kind of did yeah. in the second half. Rizzo, baby, he should be in your first two rounds, and he isn't. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah, right, sorry. Let's move on. Let's go. Can't fit him up farther. JD Martinez, clear first round pick. Uh, Max Scherzer is what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. Eighth, Max Scherzer, so, number one. So not first. Altuve. I actually have Altuve eleventh. Okay, yeah, my bad. I th- did I say eighth earlier? Yeah, he's eleventh. Um, all right, number nine is controversial. Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sure Chris can make this case for me because he is the world's foremost Bryce Harper fan. Is he not? No, man. Oh, it's really—he's uh. a tough player to get a read on. Um, you talk about inconsistent. Three thirty, two forty-three, three nineteen, four two forty-nine. Now in twenty sixteen, when he hit two forty-three, he at least had the excuse of a uh, was a neck injury. I don't think we've yeah. heard any mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Harper injuries, and it's not like he had a dramatically low 
uh, BABIP this year. It was 289, which is a little lower than you would expect. Well, but that all that all normalized in the second half. The batting average issue. Mm-hmm. He had about 300 in the second half with a more typical Bryce Harper BABIP. So I know there was a lot of talk early in the year. Oh, the shift is killing him. If you look at his batting average against the shift versus not, it's. I, I don't think that narrative really holds water. It's well, yeah. I, I think it's it's more the dramatic drop in his contact rate. He had a career low seventy one point one percent contact rate. Um, it didn't manifest itself in a really high swinging strike rate because he swung a lot less than he has. But he, I think, there were some flaws exposed in his game last year and. Whether he can make the adjustments, you know, that this was what we saw in 2016 when the same thing happened. There were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of similar concerns for him there, and he certainly did in 2017. I, he's just, he's someone that like someone probably has to draft in the first round range. Won't be I me. Would prefer it won't be me. Yeah. That, that, it, and, and I don't feel great about that. That feels kind of stupid. <laughs> Like if I think he's good, I should draft him. Well, you should. Sprite Harper, it by the pays, way. It pays to be ex, it, you know, almost hypercritical of first round players. Cause if your first round pick goes busto, it's hard to recover from that. It's not impossible, but it's, it's difficult. Um, now I have him a couple spots ahead of Altuve, who had the worst year. I mean, and, and you're talking points leagues. If you're talking points leagues, Harper led the majors in walks. There really isn't anything to complain about his production. It's just a roto consideration and obviously a health consideration since he's had extended time. He's lost injuries over the years. Um, I feel like the upside for Harper is higher than Altuve. Yeah. Well, he's, he's probably no, a little riskier, but I, I, don't I think, think the chance higher. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean Altuve's been the number one player. He has. Out, so is Harper. Not not that long ago. Like, more recently than Bryce Harper. More recently than Bryce Harper. He won Harper, the MVP yeah. last year, Altuve. He's really I, good. I understand. He is really good. I think Harper, um, particularly yeah. particularly if you can't count on Altuve stealing at an elite rate anymore, I think Harper has more of a chance of being the best hitter in fantasy than Altuve does. Altuve probably will be really good. But the I I just don't feel like maybe what's a better way to frame it? The oh. the most likely scenario maybe for Altuve is lower, but the downside for Harper is lower. Is that a better way of putting it? Sure. I, I, you're not wrong. And it's a brain versus gut thing for me with Harper. And in the end, when it comes down to it, if I'm staring at Bryce Harper and I have the number 11 pick and he's there, my brain's going to win out and I'm going to take him. And you should too. Listener. <laughs> Scott, you do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to do the first round today and we'll save round two for next time. So we have some other stuff to talk about and some emails to read. But so far, it's Trout, Betts, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Arenado, 5, Machado, 6, J.D. Martinez, 7, Max Scherzer, 8, Bryce Harper, 9, Jose Altuve is 11, so who's 10? Alex Bregman. Um, Alex Bregman, I'm going to say it, not a first-round pick in a Roto League. 
Hmm. Not a standout in any category. Okay, he only had 31 homers, Not a 105 out. runs, Not- 103 RBI. He was basically, he was, you know, kind of a light version of Nolan Arenado. And not a standout I mean, in batting I, I average. Feel like, I feel like he can hang with those big guys in terms of power. I wouldn't now. be. Well, he was better than Arenado in Roto this year, right? Uh, yes. I would guess not. Yes, he. Was. I would guess was so. He? Yeah, oh, no, he was not. No, 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 not even close. Uh, close, close, but no, he was not. Okay, <laughs> final so answer. Like, what it, five RBI? Actual, what is the actual answer? The answer is no. Did Bregman's ten steals put him ahead? Or no. no, no, it did not. Okay. All right. According to our well, Roto formula. You got the dual eligibility there. Um, and I think he had bad Babbitt luck for the season as a whole. It was mostly in the first half. In the second half, you know, it, it normalized and he hit for, I think he hit well over 300 in the second half. Uh, but the first couple months of the season, he really got burned the Babbitt. And remember, I think around the end of May, we were kind of asking what's wrong with Alex Bregman. Answer was, of course, was nothing. Right. Uh, but uh, he's, He's the, somebody who we should expect to hit 300 right around there year in and year out. Um, he had 83 total extra base hits. It wasn't just the home runs. It, he, I think he led the majors in doubles, too. He had more walks than strikeouts, which, of course, is a bigger deal in points leagues, but it's a really stinking big deal in points leagues. Hmm. He's He looks like somebody who's going to be in the MVP voting for years to come. Somebody who's top five MVP finisher over and over again. Hmm, man. It's a good point. Alright, so if you think he's gonna be a 300 hitter, then that changes things. Um, I hate the first round. Like, hmm. if I don't get a top five pick or so, I'm not liking it. I, I just see too much similarity between late first round and, and second round. Uh, which we'll get into obviously a little bit later. Number 12 is Trey Turner. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Arenado, Machado, J.D. Martinez, Max Scherzer, Bryce Harper, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and Trey Turner. And I just feel I like will, yeah, go ahead. I will say Trey Turner's probably the one who would drop the most based on format, which isn't to say he's not a stud in points leagues, but it's not. You know what makes him a stud is more valuable in roto leagues. I'd probably go like Chris Sale to round out the first round in a points league. Trey Turner is fascinating because he's been really good. He's been elite while also failing to live up to our expectations every single year, or at least the last two years. I I would say that Bryce Harper is basically that. He's kind of lived up to expectations once, whether it's injury-related or performance or whatnot. Well, yeah, but like last year Harper lived up to expectations. Not in Roto. 17. 2017 he did. If if oh. he'd stayed healthy. He yeah, he just yeah. got hurt, which Zombie. that's yeah, that's that's tough. Well, Turner, but that same thing with Turner. Not last year, but the year uh, before, right? No, Turner Turner I think uh, he is such a like this is 2 years in a row now where he's shown himself to be a poor line drive hitter. So I'm not sure there can be that expectation he's going to be a great source of batting average. And if he's not the 70 steal guy we were hoping he'd be, I mean, he still led the NL in steals, but it was more like 45. Uh, then he's not really, you know, you're talking about a 280, 12 to 15 homer guy with 40, 45 steals. Well, he just hit 19 home runs. 
It wasn't 162 games. He How many homers did I say? Did 12 I say 12? To 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe more like 15 to 20. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of our 43 steals. Is 43 steals the new, like, 60 steals? No. Not it's quite, not. but it doesn't feel more like still... 50. He could easily get over 50. He could easily get 60. I mean, he's but so But you can't good. draft him expecting that. Like a lot of people were when he was going third overall this yeah. past season. Yeah, to remind everybody, Trey Turner had 46 steals in 98 games in 2017. Amazing. In 33 and 73 games in 2016. Yeah, amazing pace. So if we combine 2016 and 17, his 162-game pace, baseball reference, was uh 75 steals um, so, and 23 home runs. And that's amazing. But it dropped last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like it. That's why if I see Jose Altuve available at 11, oh my gosh, I'd be pumped up about that. He at least, he does at least stand out in terms of skill set. Jose Altuve. That's the one thing I will say. Yeah, and he also battled an injury this year. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, and then maybe it's, maybe it's taking a picture. I don't know. I just don't know. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the rest of the top 24 next week. Okay, let's take a look at some baseball stuff. First of all, uh, any predictions, fellas? Any predictions for the LCSs? I think we're going to see a rematch. World Series rematch. Astros and Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers, it was... They, they led the NL in run differential this year, which in theory means they should have been the best team in the NL. And if you look at their Pythagorean win-loss record, they should have won like 103 ga- three games. Um, and their line, their their roster says as much as well. It was like I felt like watching them and the Braves face off in that first round. It was like watching the like Conference USA team that's shocking everybody with an undefeated <laughs> record go up against the SEC runner-up in a bowl game, and just like be completely outmatched because that's what it seemed like. Brian Dozier's like the last guy off the bench for the Dodgers and he got MVP votes the last three years. It's they're, they're the one NL team even going like even counting those that have been eliminated now who I thought really stood a chance of winning the world series. Maybe I'm not giving the Brewers enough credit, but man, they're going to have to lean so heavily on their bullpen. Yeah. They have home field advantage. Uh, I, 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 give, I give them a they chance. They can get past the Dodgers. I don't give them much chance of beating the Astros or Red Sox I, if they I do. I completely agree with that. So you're going to take the Dodgers and the Astros, Chris? Um, I don't have a coin. <laughs> for the AL <laughs> or for both? What's that? For the AL or for both? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the baseball playoffs, guys. Oh, no, we'll get a boring answer. The best, the best team wins like 53% of the time. Who cares? What a yeah. boring, what a lame answer. Fine, I'll give an answer. Um, the Dodgers and the Astros because the Red Sox are the Yankees. What does that and mean? And I root against them. Uh, <laughs> this is a, it's like a riddle. I think that I, uh. It's the Spider-Man meme. I guess I should pick the Astros. The red, these two teams are great. This is a heavyweight, heavyweight championship fight. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with the Astros. I love Sale versus, uh, Verlander in game one. That's awesome. Sale's not quite himself. Sale? He's not quite there. He's pretty damn good, but like, 
the the best version of Chris Sale would have shut down the Yankees for eight innings, not for five innings. Uh, their bullpen is like three guys that they depend on. So no, nobody goes eight innings in the playoffs, Adam. Chris Come Sale on, what would. year is this? You how, Ozzie Guillen? How about leaving that? In, uh, leaving in John Garland for eight innings? What's going on? No, I'm I'm Aaron Boone leaving in Severino for three <laughs> innings and then then coming out for the fourth. Oh, terrible! Amazing. Uh, the stupidest thing he from the first pitch of the freaking game was terrible, and they left him <laughs> in for the third, which was a huge mistake. And they left him in the fourth for the. Uh, like, I, my, my, you know my, who wouldn't have done that? Joe Girardi. A hundred percent. Like, I don't like the Red Sox, but the only silver lining to the Red Sox winning that series was the Yankees lost. You know, here's the thing about the uh, Yankees haters. You're so they're correct pathetic. objectively so pathetic so envious you have such sports envy oh no envy no you have not such sport oh no, no, believe no, no, no. me no, hate hate you have I, sports, I sports envy hate the Yankees you have sports I would not envy want to be the Yankees. if you had been born a Yankees no. fan your life would be 3% better than it is now like no. it's only sports so it's not 20% or 50% but add an extra 3% of happiness to your life that would be you no. as a Yankees no, fan no adam cuz you know why you know what the proof is why Actually, it's probably not proved because I'm a bitter, angry little person. <laughs> that, right. But I grew Sports up in hate. Miami during the heyday of the University of Coral Gables uh championship runs. <laughs> and I didn't root for them, and I'm fine. The University of Coral No, you're not it's fine. Funny t- it's That's funny the point. Me, if you were a Hurricanes fan, you'd be much happier. Oh, I definitely not. Yeah. I, I know many Hurricanes fans. None of them. And look how much happier I am than you are. Well, you're also a Yankees fan. Yeah, I know. And a Giants fan. I know. New York Giants. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, you know, it's, it's interesting though. I'm trying to remember who, what tweet I saw it from. One of the Angels beat writers, I think it was. Um, he was talking about his 15 year old son, uh, was rooting for the Yankees in the playoffs because all the other teams hasn't seen the Yankees win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they did win in, they did win in his lifetime, but I guess not compared to like the Red Sox winning three, the Giants winning three, uh, you know, who else has won two? Um, uh, no, but Cardinals maybe? Well, just the fact that the Cubs have won. Did the Cardinals like, win two? Like, it's just funny that you can go to high school age kids and they don't think of Yankees as the team that always wins. The Yankees, you know? yeah, it is true. They won in 2009. It's not that long ago. Um, alright, anyway, uh, you wanna go to a Red Sox Astros game? Dodgers Brewers game? You wanna go on that stupid slide in the outfield? That's a cool slide. I'll give it, uh, props to the slide. Use the SeatGeek app. Uh, this is the best way to save money. Alright, so next time you gotta go to a game, concert, comedy, theater, you want guaranteed tickets. Every purchase fully guaranteed. You wanna shop with confidence? Download the SeatGeek app, or you can use the website, SeatGeek.com. I use it all the time. Love SeatGeek, great app. I get, uh, Oh man, how many games and events have I been to? It's gotta be over 10 at this point. Uh, it's the only thing I use. And I tell people about it all the time and I say, hey, I got you, I got you back. 20 bucks off your first purchase. Promo codes fantasy. So download the SeatGeek app and use the code fantasy. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. One more time. The code is fantasy. All right. We're going to look at some of the eliminated teams and I want a player that's going to be better and a player that's going to be worse next year. And let's start with everybody's favorite, the New York Yankees. Chris, who's going to be better? Who's going to be worse for the Yankees? It's actually, there's a lot of choices here for better. 
But there's only one choice for worse. And it's Miguel Andujar. Uh, yeah, that's who I had too. And like, I, I've been talking about this on Twitter over the last couple hours and it's like, it's not that I don't like Miguel Andujar. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> How I totally long did believe you talk been about... talking about that for two hours on Twitter. What? I just, <laughs> I just, well, I was inspired by this, the, the, the prompt that Adam gave us. Um, I look at it a bit like Jose Martinez. Um, where if he's not a real, if he's just a good hitter, I don't know if he plays every day. And I think there's a chance that he's just like a low 800s OPS bat, in which case he might be a five game a week guy because he's so bad on defense. There's talk that they'll move him to first base. Except Luke Voigt has been awesome. No. Like I've been, I've been saying be they can't go with Luke Voigt next year. I'm, I'm not sure that they can't go with Luke Voigt next year. And then there's also the possibility, oh, we can't have Gary Sanchez catch anymore. Let's move him to first base. If they do sign Manny Machado, something big has got to happen there. Yeah, there'll be a trade to make room for all these hitters. Um, I, I think that when we talk about sophomore slump and and Duhar will hopefully rightfully win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, <laughs> sophomore slump, the thing that that, you know, we kind of established was like, does the guy have something to fall back on? Does he walk a lot? Does he steal bases? And Duhart doesn't do either of those things. He had 25 walks in 149 games. Now, he did hit a ton of doubles. That's really nice. But, yeah, I mean, I that's the guy that I... I, I mean, I guess I could see myself drafting him because I, I don't really think his value is going to be that high. I'm not sure that many people are going to be buying into it. So if I'm like the last guy to take a third baseman and it's Andujar, then fine. Uh, but yeah. he's not, he won't be as good as he was this year. Third base is probably the deepest position yeah. next year. And, um, you know, I wasn't trying to really downplay Andujar when I did my third base rankings. He only came out 15th for me. So what is that in a draft? You're you know, talking about a late Probably round double pick. digit round. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so Scott, you got better and worse. Better and worse. Uh, I'm going to say that worse. Somebody is going didn't do to his be... homework. Who? You, you didn't do your homework. That's fine. No, I. Excuse me. I take offense to that. <laughs> Am I wrong? I did my homework. Okay. All right. <laughs> I did my homework. I think worse if I can go with a nod Yankee. Well, if I can go with somebody who's destined for free agency. Sure. Is J Hap. Oh, interesting. Or it's going to be J-Hap. Just because he was so out of his mind good in terms of strikeouts, like just complete departure from what he had done previously in his career. And that was when he was with the Blue Jays, when he was with the Yankees, both, both destinations in 2018. And I think the reason for it, uh, really the one time he showed that kind of potential was that, that one third of the season he had with Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it was in 2015. And in both instances, he threw up his four-seam fastball a lot more than usual. He doesn't have a great swing and miss pitch, except the four-seam fastball does get a higher rate than most pitchers do. So, But we didn't see him follow through on that the next year when he had so much success with it in Pittsburgh, and we don't know where he's going to wind up. He is in my top 40 starting pitchers, but I, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of shares in him next year. My one counter to that would be this is a guy who's basically had a 360 ERA for five straight seasons now, right? Four straight seasons, and nobody ever wants to draft him. 
Is that going to yeah, change this year? Like he it, he was like a 200th pick last year. If it if it doesn't change this year, and like I said, I have him in my top 40 pitchers. I expect him to go among the top 40 pitchers. If it turns out 50 pitchers are off the board and nobody's taken hat because he's a 36 year old with an uninspiring track record, then I'll happily take him. Happily. Nice. ADP 243 last year on Fantasy Pros. Yeah. Like, he's just, he has probably outperformed his draft value four years in a row now. Okay, so Scott says Happ will be worse. Uh, we say Andujar will be worse. I say Severino will be better. Uh, there yeah. has to be some type of logical explanation, perhaps fatigue. The innings were pretty high last year. Um, why he just could not throw his slider down the stretch. Not down the stretch for the final month of the season, yeah. but when he's right, Severino, I I think we all probably believe he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Mm-hmm. So I hope you get a discount on him. Uh, any other candidates for better? There's Gary a lot Sanchez of candidates. Obvious. Yeah, Gary Sanchez is the most obvious one. Well, the Yankees were my World Series pick coming into the year, and when you consider all the players, all that went wrong for their players, like they. They they still had like a 600 winning percentage. I mean, they won 100 games. This core is going to win a World Series. Maybe it's just maybe a matter three of or four. Winning. You never Probably know. Probably not. Probably uh, not going to win a World Series. No, that's a bold claim. <laughs> Only 53 percent of the time the best team wins. You heard that right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if we want another player who's going to be better, I think Gary Sanchez is a good choice. Uh, Gary I Sanchez mean, might be the choice for baseball for me. Yeah? Why? What are the indicators? The, I think, 184 Babbitt this season. Now, he did hit a lot of infield fly balls, and the plate discipline got worse, but there's too much talent here for him to be a 200 hitter. Um, it's not like he strikes out 36% of the time. He's not Joey Gallo. Um, there, there is more volatility in his profile than perhaps I accounted for coming into the season, but... If you talk about upside, there's nobody at the catcher position who's close. Like he could have a Mike Piazza season. Okay, uh, let's let's move on. Let's uh, talk about okay. other teams here. So, how about the Indians? Who's going to be better on the Indians? Who's going to be worse, Scott White? Better on the Indians next year is going to be. Uh, let me think about. I told you. Go to go to Chris. Chris. First. Chris. Chris first. I didn't make it all the way. I will give you, uh, Shane Bieber. Oh, okay. Who had a 455 ERA, but borderline elite peripherals. 926K per nine, 1.81 walks per nine, decent ground ball rate, added all up. It's a 323 FIP and a 345 Sierra. I have some concerns that he might just be the kind of pitcher who underperforms his peripherals because he doesn't have overpowering stuff and works a lot in the strike zone. And that type of pitcher can tend to get hit a lot despite peripherals that suggest they should be better. But there's also a chance that, you know, with the way this Indian staff has developed pitchers that he goes nuclear and becomes a sub three ERA guy. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. That's probably the best one. I'm going to go with, kind of a it feels like kind of a cheat answer but i'm gonna go with brad hand because my guess is today with Corey kluber or with Corey cody allen destined for free agency that brand brad hand is the um closer 
the yeah the so I was looking for the word, but basically there will be no one contending with him for the closer role. It's going to be his all to his, himself. And Miller's a, a free agent too, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but basically, like I, I could see how they kind of morph him into that Andrew Miller role. Role. Um, nope. Yeah, Miller is a free agent too. Yeah. But they would have to bring in somebody else because there's, there's nobody else who looks like closer material in the Indians bullpen. And in fact, I think that was a big reason why they traded for him since he was locked up long term. They were kind of <laughs> not just getting help for this year, but forecasting for the future. All right. So who's going to be worse on the Indians? I don't think, I, I actually think Bauer and Clevenger are legit. I think there's a good chance Bauer would have won the Cy Young award if he hadn't broken his leg. Uh, after the all-star break. Cause I like what both of them did. Uh, so I, I guess, I, I guess maybe, well, I'm gonna go with, you know what, I'm gonna go with Edwin Encarnacion to be mm-hmm. worse. And he was already worse than he's been. He's been a little worse each of the past two years. The strikeouts keep going up. He's on the wrong side of 35. Eventually it's just gonna drop off a cliff. I'm not predicting that'll happen next year. But you have to account for it, and um, you know he he only got to 32 home runs this year. So his next year he had he's a 240 hitter with 28 home runs. I mean, then you're talking about him not really even being worth starting in standard size leagues. Yeah. So that's that's my pick. All right, Encarnacion will be worse. Chris, who's gonna be who's gonna be better, Chris? On the Indians, I, I already answered that question. Shane Bieber. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's gonna be worse? Who's gonna <laughs> Trevor be worse? Bauer is the obvious answer. He has a two. He had a 2.21 ERA. His previous career best was 4.18. He did make improvements. I'm not going to deny that. But he also had a 6.2 home run to fly ball rate. And anytime someone makes this kind of dramatic improvement, uh, you know, when the Tampa Bay Rays are eliminated from the playoffs, I'll also say Blake Snell will be worse. That doesn't mean I think he's going to be bad. I All just right, think so, he's so probably more like a low three ERA. Okay, right. So what do you think about – what's Bauer's ERA in your opinion? 325? 330? No, Still very good. No, you're wrong. It's better yeah. than that. It's better. It's 305 <laughs> no, it's, better. No, it was 221. Yeah, you're right about that. You're wrong about what it yeah. will be. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure it – and I know that's – Sounds silly because that's like a run difference in ERA. But if he is 325 ERA guy with an ace workload, yeah, he's gonna be awesome. One of the best strike, like he's a top ten starting pitcher in fantasy. Right. Yeah. So. That's the thing is that like I I don't want to say like he's going to be worse. He's also going to be good. Now, if you want to go galaxy brain on it, uh, this is a guy who always tinkers every off season. He's going in the lab and he will very <laughs> loudly tell you. That he is the smartest person in the world, and nobody has ever been more interesting or smarter than Trevor Bauer. There's a chance that he just tinkers a bit too much and screws something up. <laughs> like he's is. gonna change something. That's, he's gonna. That's this a, is, that's that's a this valid is who point. Trevor Bauer is. He's going to change something about his game because he's constantly looking for improvements. And there is a chance, especially given the fact that his track record before this season was just mediocre. Uh that he takes a step back and doesn't keep all the games that he Chris, made this year. I wouldn't bet Chris, on it, but I wouldn't bet on him having a 220 ERA either. Chris, are you like, are you jealous that Trevor Bauer is smarter than you are? Is that what this is all about? 
Trevor Bauer is most assuredly not smarter than me. Wow. Then I, I think you meant to say. Um, all right, let's go to Colorado. Chris, you tell me who's going to be better. Scott, you tell me who's going to be worse. I want to make sure we save time for some emails. He was correct there, by the way. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Trevor Bauer is not smarter than I. Not, not smarter than me. No, than me. If you finish the sentence, you would put the word am at the end. Trevor Bauer is not smarter than I am. You would not say Trevor Bauer is not smarter than me is. This is not the I object thought, of a preposition. First of all. I thought it was. First of all. Am I wrong? I don't think so. Grammatic pedantry in the spoken word is an extremely bad look. Colloquialisms are fine. And uh, popular usage says that it is fine to end a, pop, uh, a sentence that way. Man. I'm sure if someone's gonna tell if me we're, if, I'm not we're gonna, sure. if we're gonna, if we're gonna nitpick. I'm not sure. Look, if we're gonna <laughs> nitpick here, th- there are lots Adam of places. This is right. a bad, this is a bad. I think I might be wrong now that I'm looking on Google. I think this I might is, be wrong. First of all, this is a bad, this is a bad can of worms. This is, this is a bad can of worms to open because okay. we all rely on colloquialisms it's and true. informal language. And if we're gonna start policing this, it, it gets very ugly very quickly. That's Trevor what I'll Bauer. say. That's we should having said Bauer. that. Uh huh. Only between Trevor Bauer and I, only one of us has sliced their finger open <laughs> during a playoff game that I was supposed to pitch while tinkering around with a drone, and it right. was not right, the Chris, five foot ten and overweight. Who's gonna be better on Colorado next year? John Gray. That bravo. That's what I had to. Yeah. It's, it's the obvious one. And you know, we're, we're going to keep chasing this until it happens. Okay. <laughs> Scott, who's going to be worse on Colorado? Oh, now we're, now we're alternating, huh? Yeah. I, th- I thought I made that clear. <laughs> no, I thought we were, I thought we were each doing a good. And yeah. We're running, we've okay. run out of time. We've we run can... out of time. All right. Uh, DJ LeMay, he's probably not going to play in Colorado anymore. And his success in fantasy was. So dependent on have him having the Coors Field inflated BABIP that I think it's fair to say he's going to be worse. Okay. Yeah, I have, uh, Kyle Freeland. I think. Obviously. Yeah, Kyle Freeland will be worse. Uh, I, I don't even know who's no, drafting. Sorry, Kyle I picked the wrong answer. No, it's okay. I'm just apology, giving... Scott. Thank apology you, Scott. Scott. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Alright, Atlanta. Scott, do you want better or worse for Atlanta? I would like to do whatever goes second. Okay, Chris, give me who's going to be worse on Atlanta. <laughs> Scott can take the better of Atlanta. Uh, I'll go with the same exact thought process and logic that brought me to Freeland and Bauer and say Mike fulton It's not that he's going to be bad. He's well, then just, give me someone who's going to be year, bad. Be bold. Trash him. Trash him. Throw him in with Bear Claw. I mean... It, Nick Barkakis. Just say Barkakis. Oh, <laughs> it, it, this is a tough one because, like, how about a player who's going to be worse than what people draft him as? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't need to know somebody whose ERA is going to go from 250 to 305. I need to know who's going to be a bust next year. Acuna. Acuna. Really? I have seen him go as high as third in these early mocks. Mock season drafts. Overall or round? Third overall. Ah, oh, uh, you can't trust those drafts. No, but these are drafts that people are playing out. This was a, 
No, this was an NFBC. Like yeah, people have money that, on that. I know, but they're they're so over the top. I feel that's, like that's fine. But this is a kind of player that people are going to go over the top for. He's probably going to end up first round in ADP next year, and I totally get it. I am very excited about Ronald Acuna. He is awesome. But we saw this year. Yes, he figured it out. But there were stretches where he was not that good, and it's because they're you know he's gonna strike out a bit too much. He may not steal as much as we hope. Uh, if I can get him at the end of the second or early third round, I love it. But yeah. if people are gonna start taking him tenth overall or fifth overall because the upside is, you know, he could be anything. He'd even be Mike Trout. He's uh, probably. And I, I can kind of say the same thing about Ozzy Albies, except that he kind of sucked from May first on. So I don't know. I'm not sure how high he's going to get drafted. Okay. Uh, if 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 Acuna does have an ADP in the first round, you're right. Uh, I like him at the two three turn, like which is what you said too. I guess it's just I, I I have a hard time envisioning people drafting him over like Trey Turner and Alex Bregman next year, but we'll see. Scott, who's going to be better for the Braves? I think you could go with a lot of their young pitchers. It would be hard to single out just one because they're all so unproven. Um, but I think you could make a good case for Ozzy Albies being better. He yeah. was, it was really a disaster in the second half. And it's mostly the left side of the plate that he struggles with. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Kevin Seitzer as a hitting coach. Um, he actually made an adjustment to Acuna's stance that helped him have that explosion over the final two months. Uh, and I think, you know, I, there, there were some interesting tidbits brought up during that postseason series about how from the left side of the plate, Ozzy Albies, the bat he uses is the heaviest on the team. And this is a guy who's like five foot seven. Yeah. He basically just throws the barrel at it and is trying to hit home runs, which isn't a great approach. And, Shouldn't it be one he has because he's such a good contact hitter? Yeah, I, yeah. I just worry he learned some bad habits in the first couple of months of the season. Because his plate <laughs> discipline... Actually, if you look at his 2018 season and compare it to Rugnet Odor's breakout season, it's the Spider-Man meme. Like, they are the same person. And he that's not necessarily Spider-Man. saying that Rugnet Odor is Ozzy Albi's future. But the plate discipline is bad. Mm. Like He doesn't strike out much, but he just didn't walk at all. I I think that's a it likely it was bad habits. I mean, he was he was an extreme power hitter the first couple months, and that he wasn't a power hitter at all in the minors. And I'm not saying he can't be a 20 homer guy in the majors. That's that's kind of what everybody becomes who has a certain base level of talent and elevates the ball enough. Uh, but I think I, I think if it is bad habits, that's all the more reason to think it's something he can correct. Sure. You know where he learned those bad habits, by the way. From Trevor Where? Bauer. From Trevor Bauer. Oh. Definitely. He just, he <laughs> not not smart. Uh, not smart at all. all right, I didn't say he's not smart. Let's read some words in my mouth. <laughs> uh, here's an email from Doug in Astoria, Queens. Dear Beric and Thoros. I don't know them. I don't know them at all. Beric and Thoros. They're from Sounds Game of Thrones. Uh, Who the hell are they in Game of Thrones? Think I'm supposed to memorize all those people's it's names? It's the guy who holds the door. I bet they're dead now. <laughs> That's not true, Chris. Yeah, it is. No. After winning my points league consolation toilet bracket, I was rewarded with next year's first round pick. For the first time, it's a keeper league. 
For the first time in seven years, Trout is available, and Trout can be kept for another six years. I thought Ooh. this pick would be a no-brainer, but should I actually consider Jose Ramirez, given his age, durability, durability position <laughs> eligibility, K-rate, and overall stats? No. No? Yeah, it's not like Trout's old. I, is he that much older than Ramirez? Two years, maybe? It's it's hard to envision anything going wrong. He's 27, Trout is. So, yeah, like a year or two older than Ramirez. It's hard to envision anything going wrong for him. He's been he's been the best player in baseball just about every year since he arrived in the majors. And in the years he wasn't, he wasn't far off. And, like, Ramirez just entered that discussion this year. So Trout's one year old. Why why get why expose yourself to risk needlessly trout is i mean when all said and done he might be up there with like ruth and trout and ruth and bonds and williams is like the best players of all time he's on that kind of pace all right here's joey hey cuervo altuve fernandez and abreu jose's yeah First year in a head-to-head category is Keeper League. I'm having trouble projecting which players to keep. I need three of these. Um, Altuve. It's five by five. Altuve, Acuna, Kershaw, Sale, Scherzer. Pick three. It's probably Altuve and then Sale. Excuse me, Sale and Scherzer. We're keeping... Is it keep forever? Keep forever? If it's keep forever, then you probably have to keep Acuna, and I would throw out Scherzer. Uh, But if it's just for 2019, I think it's Altuve, Sale, and Scherzer. All righty. From Justin. Yeah, I agree. Justin can only keep five of these guys. Uh, Which two should I trade for decent minor leaguers? So he wants to know who to trade. Machado, Stanton, Blackman, Cole, Kershaw, Carrasco, Granke. Machado, Stanton, Blackman, Cole, Kershaw, Carrasco, Granke. I would trade Kershaw. Yeah, me too. Do you have Kershaw lower than Carrasco? No, I just think this might be your last chance to get a massive haul for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I I, I expect him to get a bigger haul than Carrasco or Granke would. And I'm not sure. I'm not... I have Kershaw ranked ahead of the both of them for next year, but not by a huge margin. I think they're in the same tier. Uh, I would also say Blackman for the same reason. I mean, he's, he's on the wrong the side of 30. Yeah. He's going to leave Colorado no, potentially in the him. next couple years. They just signed him. Oh, you know what? No, I think you're, you're right. right. We've done you're this right. before. Right. Look you know, at Adam. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer would have known that. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Uh, alright, so trade Kershaw and still you can trade Blackman. I mean, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I was, I did look at his final stats and he was a disappointment. But so that disappointing good. season was like Manny Machado. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, last email is from Luke in Seattle. Another year, another victory for the fighting Dontre Willis for MVPs. I attribute my victory to a two-pronged approach in the final week. Listening to you and adding David Dahl, and having the stones to drop Carlos Correa for David to start Mr. Dahl. Uh, go Phils, Mets suck. Okay, I'm fine. You're half right. I'm fine with, uh, what half? The Mets suck. <laughs> I'm fine with ending the show on that. I like it. I like the enthusiasm. Luke from Seattle. 
Scott and Chris, good stuff today. Next week we look at uh, round two of Scott's 2019 Top 24. See you later, everybody. Have a great weekend.